Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast, your guide through the mazy, hazy, and often lazy world of the NFL. It's draft week, yay! And the first round is happening on Thursday night, starting at 1am, so Friday night, I guess, Friday morning. Anyway, it's an exciting one. There's going to be loads of trades, there already has been. It could be six first-round quarterbacks. I don't blame you if you're staying up, I am. You'll certainly need lots of caffeine, but also remember, when it's quarter past three in the morning and you're watching the Bengals draft a centre, that's when you'll be needing the Imperial Stout to kick in. Anyway, we've got a super special pod for you, a two-part mock draft podcast, that's right. We're going to be running through 32 picks for your entertainment, just to see how few we get right and talk a bit about some of our first-round draft crushes. And I've assembled a crack pair of guests to take you down a draft order. As always, Editor-in-Chief Tom Like is here. Hello. But we're also joined for the first time by Rory Joe Daniels. Rory, welcome to the show. You've picked a good one to make your debut on. Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I definitely am. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm looking forward to it and uh, always love to dig into a mock draft, so it should should be good. Well, hopefully this one will be suitably catastrophic come Friday morning. Um, we've divided the teams up between the three of us. We'll be taking turns. The rules are, well, no trades is the only rule. You can draft for who you think will go there who you think the team ought to pick there, or some combination of the two. Um, so, shall we start? Yep. You guys yep, ready? Let's yeah, let's Great. go. Great. Well, Cleveland and Rory, you are on the clock. Who are you drafting? Okay. Yeah, so with the, the first pick in uh, the 2018 draft, as the Cleveland Browns, I'll be selecting Sam Darnold, the quarterback out of USC. It's a it's a popular pick. What do you what do you see in Sam that you like? Uh, so personally, he's probably not my number one quarterback um, out of my sort of big board, uh, but I think he's a good fit for the Browns. I think he's the kind of guy they need. Uh, they need a quarterback. They need a face of the franchise. They've got to really get stuck in at number one. I can't see him going in another direction. Uh, he's young. He, he's he's teachable. Uh, I, I think he. I don't. Some of the accuracy issues, I am a little bit worried about, but I think he's got time to sit there, uh, and I think, yeah, I think he he's going to lead them them forward, and hopefully he can be the one that gets them out of this this awful state they've found themselves in. Yeah, what do you think of that one, Tom? Do you want do you want to go on, Donald? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the safest pick, and I think that the Browns they're kind of in a draft where they've got such two really high picks, you kind of don't want to screw it up. So I think. Darnold probably is the safer of the pair between him and Allen. Although I, I must have the fact they've got Tyrod Taylor means they don't need to throw someone into the fire straight away like Kaiser was last year. So maybe that could sway them to take maybe Allen at first, or maybe wait and take Baker at number four if they're going to take Barkley first. But no, I think I think I think Darnold makes sense, and I agree with what Rory said. Great stuff. Well, a popular pick. I think Darnold. Yeah, he looks like the pick. He looks like the safest pick. Um, quarterbacks you've got absolutely no guarantee of success but you know picking what looks like a good quarterback without rocking the boat too much yeah good work so pick number two is me and i'll be picking for the new york giants and i with the second pick of the nfl draft will draft josh rosen quarterback university of southern california in los angeles university of california los angeles um rosen is my number one quarterback and it's comfortable i think that he is 
a fantastic gamer. I think he shows a really good grasp of the fundamentals, really good understanding of coverages, of routes. I like that he is interested and inquisitive, like all the great quarterbacks. I think he's got a lot of room to go. I think he's got a lot of the sort of the determination that people say, oh, he's got other interests. That's not what you want. No, it's exactly what you want is you want someone who is intelligent enough to absorb a playbook. I have so much confidence in Josh Rosen absorbing a playbook. I think that Eli Manning is not really, if he lasts a season for the Giants this year, the Giants will have a very bad year. I think they need a quarterback. I think Rosen coming into New York will be entertaining carnage, um, potentially with the media there. But I, I think it's a pretty good situation for him. Anyone want to take me down? No, I, I like that. But I, I, I personally think that's the pick as well. But I think that w- what we saw from the Giants organization, the backlash, backlash against Eli last year, I think that they probably think that they're one star running back away from maybe going back to the playoffs and making a run of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they want to see Eli ride off into the sunset like his older brother Peyton did. I think that won't happen. That won't happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the pick, Nick. I think it's a it's a good pick. When you you look at the film, it's hard not to be impressed with Rosen. He, he shows everything you want from a from a quarterback. Uh, obviously, my only concern is a little bit of durability. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. that might see him drop. Um, but I mean, in terms, of, I think it's a good landing spot because I see him similar to to Eli. Eli, from what you see on the TV, maybe a little bit un- uncomfortable. Not not that sort of that typical quarterback. So maybe New York Giants are a good fit for Rose, and maybe he's not that guy that's going to go in and sort of stir the pot like a Mayfield would. But he'd be a bit more intellectual about it, and yeah, I think he'd be a good fit there. Excellent. I'm well, so far so popular for everyone, but let's move down um, uh, across the New York airport parking lot to the New York Jets, who Tom Like will be drafting for. Tom? The third pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the New York Jets select Baker Mayfield, quarterback Oklahoma. So the Jets have won one Super Bowl and they had probably the most, one of the most outlandish and provocative quarterbacks slash characters the NFL has ever seen <laughs> in Hollywood Joe Namath and I, I think that Baker Mayfield he's probably the only guy with Rosen who was able to handle the New York market he is the most accurate quarterback both inside the pocket and on the move he's a winner he has the it factor he's not afraid to back down he wears his heart on his sleeve and I think he's a guy that the New York Jets you know the the, the suppressed Jets fans who who kind of thought Sanchez was the second coming I, I think they they finally get a quarterback with Mayfield and someone who they could move forward and build around. Rory Joe, do you want to hit straight back on that one? Yeah, I love the pick. Uh, Mayfield's my QB1. Uh, I think he's great. I, uh, I think he offers a, a, a lot. He's uh, great. I like his deep ball. Um, I think he's very accurate. I know the system played into his hands at Oklahoma, but he's got those sort of traits that, that he's going to embrace the New York market. He's it's going to be a lot of pressure on him. The Jets, they've been looking for, for the Messiah for a bit now, um, but I think he's going to lap it up. I, I like it, and I think that that seems the general uh, pick around the league. seems that Mayfield Jets is is a good thing. Broadway Joe I... 2.0. <laughs> Broadway Baker, it's um, alliteration. I think this is a pick that happens, to be honest. I mean, that's what I would go for. He, I mean, P- PFF absolutely love Baker Mayfield because of his accuracy, his playmaking, um, how good he is under pressure. Um, and he's got such an incredible winning record and has just dominated at the college level. Um, I think it will be interesting to see if the Jets boo him as they 
as the Jets love to boo a first-round draft pick. But let's move on, because we're going right back into Ohio again. Almost unprecedented, because the fourth overall pick is back in Cleveland and Rory. Uh, yeah, so uh, the fourth overall pick, uh, I'm going to select uh, Bradley Chubb, uh, defensive end uh, yeah. from NC State. Yeah, I, I think if this is uh, if Chubb's still there, uh, obviously I think there's a little bit of a chance that, that the Giants go for him. But if not, I would run the pick up for, for the Browns. I think he's probably the best player in the draft. Um, I think any other draft where there's not the intrigue in the quarterbacks, you know, this guy's going to be top billing. Uh, I like what he does. He seems to go after the quarterback. He, he can do it around the edge. He's got strength. I think you put him across from Miles Garrett, and I think you're building a serious defense there. Um, if Chubb had gone, I'd have looked at they've got some needs cornerback uh, or or offensive tackle. Maybe maybe they look at trading back down uh, if there's a suitor for another a quarterback. But I think if Chubb's there, I don't think you overthink this one. Line him up and and fit him in with Garrett and Ogba, and I think you're going to cause some issues um, to those big quarterbacks up in the AFC North. Well, Greg Williams okay. loves to be uh, aggressive, and I mean. He, he's literally going to send Garrett and Chubb with their pin back but this is what I was telling Nick a couple of weeks on the podcast the slide now starts with Saquon Barkley um, I, I'll, I'll be honest I don't love the Chubb pick from a position of need I think that um, Cleveland can put uh, Manuel Ogba or Carl Nassib across from um, Garrett at the moment I think he's a fantastic player and I think it'll be fantastic identity but I just worry for Cleveland um without kind of with Isaiah Crowell gone they've basically got to rely on Duke Johnson being their running game maybe they can pick someone up in round two if they go for Chubb but it's a it's a it's, a, it's you know he's number one on my big board so can't really complain to that I mean he's going to be fantastic in the NFL and he's going to be great fun to watch if he goes opposite Miles Garrett but let's move on to pick five because we're going to Denver Broncos and I have to don my horse mask and try and look like John Elway and with the fifth pick in the NFL draft um, the Denver Broncos select Saquon Barkley, running back, mm. Penn State University. Um, the writing is on the wall for this with the cutting of CJ Anderson. Um, Barkley is and looks an incredibly talented player. He is a fantastic runner. He is speedy. He, is, he can go through the middle. He can cut outside. He can find a gap. There is a few little questions, maybe, that he sometimes doesn't make the right decision, but he also benefits in that he is fantastic in the passing game. Um, I reckon he could be going to become a very good pass blocker very quickly, which I don't think people are going for, but he's a great pass catching back. And Denver have got Case Keenum. Keenum really got his groove going in Minnesota when Dalvin Cook was fit and you had that kind of that three down back who can catch, run, block, do everything. Um, Denver need all that because their offense is stayed. Um, they've got kind of declining wide receivers. They've got a middling offensive line. They need someone who can at least work towards um, kind of transcending that. So I think Barkley will, I think Denver will be right on him. Yeah, I think when, when, when Elwood... When Elway won those two Super Bowls, I mean, they were they had a very strong run game. They were TD. Historically, the Broncos have had a very good zone running scheme. Uh, yeah, and at the end of the day, Barkley having a great running back is a great way to mask any deficiencies at the quarterback position. Just ask the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if you know Keenum turns into a pumpkin this year, or if they end up going with Paxton Lynch or trying to develop a guy, then I, I think that's a sensible pick. Yeah, I've got to agree. I've got to agree, guys. It's it's a nice pick. Uh, I like Barkley, 
my only concern with, with running backs is obviously the, the value sort of stuff. Are we going to be able to pick somebody up at the top of round two um, that's going to be a little bit of a drop-off? Uh, but I think for the Broncos, putting in with uh, Keenum and, and sort of taking the emphasis off the, the passing game, um, he's going to play into his hands and, and he's a very good offence. OK, well, let's go to pick number six. And Tom for the Indianapolis Colts. With the sixth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Quentin Nelson, guard Notre Dame. So probably the unsexiest position in the draft, but there's a reason that the Colts have been in oblivion the last two years. Andrew Luck was beat to oblivion. They couldn't protect him. You know, he, he was thrown around like a ragdoll back there. Nelson, probably the best overall player in this draft. He's an unbelievable bully, essentially. He, he, he bulldozes people in the run game. He beats them up in pass protection. I think if you slot him in there at left guard, Ryan Kelly, the center, I really like from Alabama. He, he, he looks okay. Uh, Anthony Costanzo, he's 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 an above average left tackle who doesn't get enough attention. Mm-hmm. I think those three that could be a really strong left side protecting Lux blind side when he eventually comes back. Not and, as, and yeah, with Matt Slauson and Joe Haig on the other side as well, that suddenly looks like a really good offensive line, doesn't it? I mean, yep. Yeah, so talk about a position that's been terrible for a while. I, I think it's not going to be a sexy pick, but I think a lot of Colts fans will understand and they'll probably get excited about it. Rory, do you want to give that one a reaction? Uh, yeah, I, I like Nelson as a player. Um, I think keeping Andrew Luck protected has got to be uh, number one on the agenda for the Colts. Obviously, there could be, um, in the real thing, there could be people looking at that pick, uh, the Colts sort of moving back. They've got plenty of second-rounders. They're under. A, they, they need a real roster rebuild there. When when you sort of look, and they started, they've started well. They've got Malik Hooker uh, and those sort of guys, but there's a lot of work to do it and I think maybe on the day they might look at, at, at taking some extra picks and moving back if, if somebody wants to come up for, for Josh Allen in this scenario yeah well it, in, it, in my mock draft I had the Colts flipping their picks with the two first rounders for the Bills so if you think about that scenario all of a sudden the Colts would be picking 12th 22nd 36th 37th 49th I mean that's just unbelievable yeah that, that's how to rebuild a roster I think I think they, they would love that scenario I, 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 to be honest, I think that it's definitely a trade down situation for Indy. Pretty much, no matter who who's on the board, um, I think that they would probably go Rockwan Smith over Nelson, um, just because the O line is is better than it was, and it has got these it, um, some talent in it already. It would be fantastic with Nelson, but it wouldn't be disastrous without him. Whereas that linebacker core looks pretty awful. Um, so it's 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 an interesting one. I think I think they they might I can think of other players that they might look at as well. But I think you know Nelson's going to be an incredible player, um, almost pl- certainly. He's plug and play ready. He's probably the most pro ready of any prospect at all. I think you could stick him in there right away, and he could play from 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 the go. Well, shall we move on to pit number seven? And um, we're going down to Tampa um, and Rory. Yeah, um, so with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick, I am going to select uh, Denzel Ward, uh, cornerback out of Ohio State. Um, so looking at that, obviously we we the Bucks got Vernon Hargrave, Hargreaves um, from Florida in the 2016 draft. Yep. He's not 
he's not been a, a great sort of pick. They've got Brent Grimes there at the minute, but that looks like it's going to be a, a short-term um, sort of deal. Could have gone with either of the safeties. I think they look like they could they could fit a safety in there. That secondary just just needs some extra help. <laughs> um, I think I think you can plug him in. I think he's a good man to man. It's a little bit undersized, but I think he, he's got all the traits that are going to say he he's, should be a good corner. It's a difficult position. To first year, he might not not be. Uh, he's not. He might not be the Latimer type. Um, but I think he'll be good. And, who is? Uh, who is? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I think that, that that could be a way they go, just to solidify the, the safety and get a guy who can. Uh, uh, sorry, solidify cornerback and a guy who, who can take on man to man. Yeah, that is a, that is a appalling secondary. Just looking down the roster. I mean, the one thing I would say about Denzel Ward and Tampa is Denzel Ward looks almost an identical player in college to what Vernon Hargreaves did, and given yeah. that that's not gone well, I mean, he's a slightly smaller corner when the trend is for bigger, um, more physical corners. He's, he's fantastic in coverage, really sticky coverage. Um, and I, I, can, I can see this being the pick. I just, I don't have the confidence in um, Ward. He's he's sort of my number joint number two corner. Um, I don't have quite the confidence that others have, but I think he is probably going to be the first corner selected. Yeah, I think, what do you think? I think that's fair. For me, I think what they've done this season, getting JPP and Vinny Curry, you know, they finally got some pass rushes. For me, the pick there, I can see Ward because then, you know, you're only a Beckwith at Sam. You know, he's probably the only weakness, and that, and that that could be a really good defense all of a sudden. But I think for me, the pick there probably is Tremaine Edmonds. I think just the, you know, when the, when the Bucks won their Super Bowl, they had... Uh, they had an unbelievable defensive tackle uh, in Warren Sapp. They've now got Jared McCoy, and they had Derek Brooks. And I mean, some could say you know they've got Levante David, but I think Tremaine Edmonds for me would be the pick there. But I, I like Ward. He's he's my number one corner. I, I think that's a good pick by Rory. Okay, well, shall we move on to um, me again? Um, and I'm picking for Chicago. So the Chicago Bears with the eighth pick in the NFL draft. The Chicago Bears select Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back, Alabama. Um, <laughs> interesting noise there. So this is this is the, the one that really lines up for Chicago here would be Quentin Nelson if he falls because that would be the, filling the hole that Josh Sitton has just departed. However... He's off the ball. We have to have off the board. We have to have a little bit of a look around. And Chicago have two good starting cornerbacks in um, Kyle Fuller and Prince Mukamara. You need three. Yeah. You need a slot cornerback. You need someone who can be um, that sort of versatile player to move across. And they've got good good players elsewhere in safety and strong safety um, in secondary and strong safety Adrian Amos, free safety Eddie Jackson. Fitzpatrick makes this an incredible safety, incredible secondary. You instantly have the, the a back five who will be monstrous and They're terrifying flying. for for quarterbacks. You've got a player in Fitzpatrick who will start in a slot. He looks like a future outside cornerback, and I I can't believe that Fuller and Amukamara um, will stay sort of more than a year or two for one of them. Um, I mean, they, Fuller was nearly gotten rid of before they matched the offer sheet Green Bay put this year. I think that. This is a really interesting Bears team. It's an it's a strengthening team. You've got a sneakily good defense on paper, but Fitzpatrick is just that little extra um, piece to, that enables you to be a bit more creative in coverages, to be a bit more dominant, to be a bit more aggressive, um, and just to be a bit more terrifying on D. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like you said, nowadays uh, slot corner is a starter. That that is where the leads the league is going. You know these 
these big plugging linebackers, they're being pulled out and we're getting these shifty guys on who have to cover. And he's played, you know, multiple positions at Alabama, very intelligent, great athlete. I think it makes a lot of sense. And this Bears defense is sneakily, you know, top five consideration now all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like Fitzpatrick. I think he's a difficult one to peg down as to where he's going to go because he's so versatile. So a lot, a lot of defensive coordinators are going to think, you know, I might have two good starting corners and a, a good safety duo, but I can still fit this guy and he can do lots of different things for me. Um, so, yeah, I think from that perspective, it's good. One name there that, that's still on my board that I would think the Bears would look at strongly there would be Roquan Smith, uh, just looking at their depth chart. Um sort of inside linebacker uh, we know Erlacher there don't we and, and all that sort of thing so Roquan Smith he, not the similar player but he, he, he's that sort of focal point of a defence he's going to uh, stop the run he can cover he can do everything I, I think they would look seriously at Smith at that point I, I just just to stand up for my pick of it um, I, that's the Bears linebackers I think Danny Trevation and Nick Kwiatkowski are yep. pretty good starters at inside linebacker I, I don't think they're the player that Smith is but just trying to find it, it. It's all incremental upgrades, I think, with what with the way that the board is going to fall for the Bears in the first round. Um, so I think if, it, if I think if they go defense there, that they're they're gonna whoever they pick, looking at the board the way it's stacked, that that's going to enhance them. And I think they'll be a good team next year if they do do a pick like Fitzpatrick. I think that'd be be good. Cool. Well. That's eight picks down. Um, that's a quarter of the draft done. And just a quick recap, the draft picks so far. First, Cleveland drafted Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Then the New York Giants drafted Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA. Then the New York Jets drafted Baker Mayfield, quarterback, Oklahoma. Followed by the Cleveland Browns drafting Bradley Chubb, defensive end, North Carolina State. Then the Broncos drafted Saquon Barkley, running back, Penn State. The Indianapolis Colts drafted Quentin Nelson, guard, Notre Dame. Tampa Bay drafted Denzel Ward, cornerback, Ohio State. And the Chicago Bears drafted Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back, Alabama. Pick nine, San Francisco 49ers, Tom. With the ninth pick of the 2018 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, Virginia Tech. So this this could be a sneaky reach for Calvin Ridley here, but I think that with all that's gone on with Ruben Foster this offseason, he's he's gone. As far as I'm aware, you know, you don't want that at all on your roster. Even if he's, you know, proven innocent or whatnot, you know, the allegations there, that 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 can't be allowed to happen in the modern day NFL roster. I think he's gone. And I think that Tremaine Edmonds is a freak of nature. He's a once in a generation type linebacker prospect. You never get inside linebackers that size, that speed, you know, that good in coverage and that good against the run. I mean, they normally play defensive end or three, four outside linebackers. I think that the 49ers, they've always had great linebackers, whether it was Patrick Willis, uh, Navarro Bowman more recently. And although Roquan Smith could be the pick there, I think that the, the potential with Edmonds is, in, is potentially intoxicating. And I, I think uh, John L. John L. Sorry. I think that the, uh, the, the 49ers will be running up the pick there for John Lynch. Ooh, so Tremaine Edmonds, 22 on my big board, third linebacker ranked. I do not like this pick. He <laughs> is a first-round talent, but he needs to learn to play, learn how to play the game. When you compare him to sort of Smith's incredible athleticism, um, Leighton Van Der Esch's sort of general all-round mastery, I, I don't like this. I think he, he played, he made a lot of tackles and played a lot of 
um, snaps in college. He's obviously very young, but so is Roquan Smith. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm really not sure that the, he develops into a well-rounded three-down linebacker. The the problem with Edmonds is the processing speed. He's he's easily fooled and, and doesn't see the game. You know, he doesn't doesn't read it as as quick as Smith does. Smith sees, knows what's happening, and he goes. But I think the upside for Edmonds, he is a potential All-Pro Luke Keekley type prospect. He he has that much potential that just wasn't tapped into at Virginia Tech, and I think that the Forty ers have the, the the coaching staff to get the most out of him, and I think that therefore he's the pick over over Smith for them. Yeah, I'll ju- I'll jump in there. I think um, it's I, li- I like the pick. I know I understand the issues with Edmonds. Um, you know, he's very young, and you can see it. He, he does he, he does things that that you know are inexperienced. He doesn't twig onto things. But one thing I did watch today when I was I did watch a little bit of him is you're going to be able to move this guy around early on. I mean, yeah. let's 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 put him at linebacker, and then just looking at their defensive front, you've got Solomon Thomas. Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner's, they're, they're big guys. Let, let's move a couple of them inside and have this guy flying off the edge. That's going to scare some some people in, in that division. So I, I I understand the reservations, but I think if they get the best out of him, then, then that's going to be a hell of a pick. So shall we move on to the last pick in the top 10? And the Oakland Raiders. Um, Rory, can you do your best John Gruden impression for us? Oh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, but the the Oakland Raiders, I think here, um, you've you've got to bite a bullet, and we're going to take uh, Roquan Smith. He, he's the top guy left on on my board, and it looks like he would fit with what the Raiders are doing. Um, I think Gruden would be very happy with this pick. You're looking now, they've got Tahir Whitehead uh, penciled in at uh, middle linebacker, and I think Rokon Smith is a big upgrade there. Um, I think you've got Khalil Mack, uh, Mario Edwards. You've got some young young players that are really going to form a nice group. But yeah, Smith, I think everybody's said basically uh, everything there is to say about Smith. He diagnoses, he chases a rundown, his speed is phenomenal, his side to side speed. Even going into the backfield, he, he, I think he's is a terrific player. He's slightly undersized. We might see a little bit of drop because of that, but I think his play shows you that he's going to be the real deal at the next level. Tom, what do you make of that? Yeah, I, I agree with everything Rory said. I mean, they've been terrible at linebacker for way too long. Uh, Smith is the top-rated linebacker on my board. Uh, I agree with everything he said. I think that he was unbelievable in the game against Oklahoma, the Rose Bowl. And uh, yeah, I think I think everything everything makes sense in terms of that pick. I yeah, I mean this is a this is a pick that fits both a player of quality and a position of need. I mean you know, you've got Ty Hair White on uh, middle linebacker and Rockland Smith as an upgrade on that. Rory, you're an upgrade on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a t- it's a tough one, but yeah, I, I, he's he's a great player. The other the other place I would look at around there is is obviously you're looking at safety. There could be. Um, if Fitzpatrick wasn't taken, obviously he's in our scenario. That'd be a nice pick for them to sort of uh, move on from Reggie Nelson. But yeah, I think they're happy with Rock on Smith. So shall we? Um, we should, we're shaking up the order a bit just to so that Tom can talk for five minutes about his next pick, pick number eleven, the Miami Dolphins. Tom, uh, with the eleventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select. Vita Vea, defensive tackle, Washington. So if I'm the Dolphins, I'm calling the Cardinals and I'm saying, look, we don't want Josh Allen going to the Bills. We want to play AJ McCarron this year, 
please trade us for this pick and take Josh Allen ahead of the Bills. But uh, this is a guy who, in the last couple of days, has really picked up a lot of momentum in terms of being mocked to the Dolphins. I think this is an absolute nightmare scenario for Miami. The two linebackers are gone. Quentin Nelson's gone. And then, you know, someone like Barkley or Chubb, who could have fell, is also gone, and so is Denzel Ward. So this could be a disaster. I mean, Veya, he's a great player, but let's be honest, he's probably uh, a 17 to 22 range, not an not a mm-hmm. 11th overall pick. Um, defensive tackle is a position of need since Ndamukong Sue left, but they've got Jordan Phillips, Godshow, Te- and, and Taylor, you know, three really good young guys. Veya, he... he the comparison is Haloti Nata, and that's purely because of the size, the strength, and the athleticism that he has there. He's a space eater. He demands double teams. He He's going to be one of the best defensive tackles at shutting down the run in, in, in the game, period. The big thing for him that's going to prove if he's an 11th pick or not is can he play three downs? Can he rush the passer? I wouldn't particularly be happy with this pick at 11. I'd, I'd hope the Dolphins could trade down and get more value, but uh, I think it's probably the, the best of a bad bunch in terms of how the draft board's shaken out. Few few positions in need that I see um, in Miami. You, you don't see them going, say, corner? Well, corners, corner was an option. I mean, I, I said personally, if the board fell this way, I would have gone for Jer Alexander out of Louisville or even um, Joshua Jackson out, out of um, Iowa. But because we can't do trades, I, I think Vita Vea, <laughs> I think I'm going to stick it out and go for Vita Vea, who, let me just put a prediction now, I think this is the guy who Miami will take at 11. They're not going to take Derwin James, they've got two good safeties. Vita mm. Vea, mark my words, he's the pick here, unless Baker's available. I mean, it's 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 a it's a reach, but it's not an egregious reach. Um, Vea's obviously incredibly popular around the league um, as a sort of like consensus number one defensive tackle. I don't quite see it. Um, I see someone who needs a little refinement who doesn't quite do everything, but I think it will. You you do get you know you need young, you need youth on that defensive front, and you don't have um, particularly any defensive tackles that I would consider starting Callum maybe maybe Jordan Phillips I suppose God sure had um, a good year last year the, the rookie out of LSU was, was really impressive but he mm. again when you play next to Ndomokan Sue that can hide a lot of deficiencies which might show up when you don't have an elite defensive tackle next to you cool Rory any thoughts uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, they. I watched watched a little bit of they. Uh, just uh, not for not for me personally. But yeah, I agree. The, the board's falling in a bad way uh, for the Dolphins. If you were allowed trades, I would I would tell my GM to to get back on the phone and see if we could swing something before the Bills pick. Uh, but yeah, they are. I just I see he's very strong, very big, spacey. I just don't I don't see the burst that, that I would like to see for for the next level. Um, and I do, yeah, you worry about the weight and then the the three down ability. Um, but yeah, at that that position, I can see why the, the picks there. But he's just not not the kind of guy that I like um, in this draft. Okay, well, shall we move on to pick number twelve? We're going back to me, and I'm going to Sunny Sunny. Buffalo, and with the 12th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Lamar Jackson, Whoa. quarterback, Louisville. Going on? Oh, I, 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 I don't want Lamar Jackson to go to oh, Buffalo because yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, because well, I'm not a big. They're not one of my favorite teams to watch, but I. Lamar Jackson is comfortably my quarterback for three are gone. You can't start AJ McCarron. Here's what Jackson offers, Jackson. Like, okay, Lamar Jackson 
and Sean McCoy in the same backfield. Bloody hell. Tell me, tell me that does not make you kind of excited. You've Salivate. got someone who is a threat with his legs. You've got someone who is a threat throwing, play, breaking out of the pocket, maintaining time in the pocket, um, making the bigger throws downfield. He's got some accuracy issues, sure. Not as many as he's made out. He, he can progress through his reads, which is one of the things that people assume that he can't because he does run but uh, but he does run i mean what you've what you've had if, with tyra taylor is you've had someone who is a safe kind of um legsy quarterback but doesn't make big plays what you've got with lamar jackson is someone who does someone who okay maybe he's not as safe with the ball but someone who can find well someone who can find the players downfield someone who can extend the play and find the man someone who can fit the ball often into um, tighter windows someone who's got arm strength i think jackson is going to succeed in the nfl if he goes to the right system and i think that i would pick him above any other quarterback that is left for a team that desperately needs one at pick 12 go on nick's been drinking his, his hipster beers <laughs> Uh, I think for the, for me, I agree with everything you said. But when you play in Buffalo, you play in those harsh environments, the strong wind. You have to go for the strong arm quarterback, and I think Josh Allen would probably. Lamar Jackson has a perfectly fine arm. It's pretty strong, you know. It's strong, but it's not. It's a not. Loop. It's not. Jo- it's not Josh Allen, but it doesn't need to be Josh Allen. It just needs to not be Nathan Peterman. True, but uh, for me, I think Allen. He has the. Uh, it's difficult to say, but for me, I think Allen's more suited to, to Buffalo. If LaShawn I mean, McCoy was any other team, then I'd be undoubtedly saying, yeah, team up shady with Jackson, but I don't know. There's, there's the, thing, the thing I would say about um, Josh Allen, if he's a pick, it's, it's not like he's got many wide receivers to throw five yards away from. So. <laughs> True. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I, I like him as a player. I think he will be. I think he'll be a success at the next level. Um, he, he's getting a lot of buzz around the Bengals, and me being a Bengals fan, I'm sort of liking that. But the Bills are in a bit of a corner. I think they would pick Allen over Jackson um, in this scenario. But but yeah, I can I, I like the skill set from Jackson, and I probably think McCarron can get you through a year at a push. And um, so yeah, yeah, if that's the scenario. Yeah, I, I, I don't expect Buffalo to draft Lamar Jackson, I should say that. But they should. That's what I <laughs> they, they should draft him and they should be willing to build a team around him. Um, and if they're not, that's their problem. Shall we move on um, before my ego takes any more of a beating and go to the Washington football team for a Rory? Yeah, uh, so with the 13th pick, uh, I'm going to select... Uh, Derwin James, safety out of Florida I'm going to end the slide. Slide um, end, yeah. It's a tricky one because I don't feel like it's a it's an absolute position need for the Redskins looking at the depth chart. But I think the value there, you sort of have to go with James. Uh, you can move him around. Uh, he, he, good tackler, he can cover, he can do a lot of things. And I think you would shift him around um, in that secondary uh, you've got some talent there already. Uh, Monty Nicholson, I think he, he he had a good year. Um, maybe they're struggling to fit them all in, but I th- yeah. Uh, so yeah, Derwin Do- James. Yeah, I think he, uh, he a little bit difficult to fit him in um, the Redskins secondary because I think they've got a lot of talent there already. Um, but you're going to shift him around. He can cover. Um, he, he comes down hard. He's a big tackler. He shows a lot of stuff. I think this is one of those where you have to you have to take him because of value now. Um, you, you can't let the slide continue. So you squeeze him in and you do something with him. He's that good a player. Um, and I think he offers value for the Redskins there. 
Yeah, it's a quandary um, Washington have got there because, I mean, Derwin James is comfortably the best player left on the board and it's not quite a position of need, but he's a future star. Um, you know, you could always stand to upgrade that much at any position. I mean, James can do everything. He's sort of, he's a slightly less physical but more well-rounded version of Jamal Adams, um, who had such a good year um, for the Jets. I, lo- I like James a lot. He is my draft crush, absolutely. I would be heartbroken if he ended up in Washington. <laughs> um, but he will he will be an upgrade over pretty over anyone in that second year. I mean, Monte Nicholson's fine, I guess. Deshaies, whatever. Uh, um, I think I think he can do I think he can do a lot, and I think he can chip in and play as sort of a third linebacker when you're not in nickel as well, if needs be, or be that sort of disguised player. I think he's versatile. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a great tackler, great in coverage, insanely fast, insanely athletic. Yeah, Tom. No, I, I agree with everything that's said. I think it's probably a slide. I'm still not sure why James isn't generating the same type of hype that Malik Hooker and Jamal Adams had last year. I'm not sure. I mean, I know safety's got pretty much ignored in free agency, but I'm not sure why he's not generating the same type of buzz. He's probably one of the best pound-for-pound athlete in the draft. Mm-hmm. It's pretty unbelievable. So, And he fits that current, the new mould of the hybrid safety-slash-linebacker that a lot of teams are increasingly going towards. So, yeah, I think it's a sensible pick for, for Washington. So, Tom, do you want to um, draft Green Bay for us at pick 14? Pleasure. So, with the 14th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Joshua Jackson, cornerback, Iowa. This one seems to make too much sense. And it's someone who I've mocked to Green Bay in my most recent two-rounder. He is an excellent ball hawk. He's got unbelievable production. The stats speak for themselves. He's long-armed. Uh, he's, he's a great corner he he's not easily fooled and he plays the ball not the man he's rarely beaten on on double moves um the the Packers have been terrible at cornerback for way too long and I think that Joshua Jackson is a welcome addition in Green Bay Rory do you want to have a go uh yeah so yeah Josh Josh Jackson you've got to love uh the interceptions haven't you and he he sees he sees things uh develop very intelligent cornerback um only concerns with Jackson when I watched him, um, he's a little little bit standoffish uh, as a tackler, a bit of a pile watcher. That's the only thing that I picked up on. Maybe not got that that hard hitting uh, sort of cornerback qualities uh, that you like yeah. to see. But I think I think I think he'd be good. And Green Bay really need to solve uh, the the secondary. They keep taking high draft picks there, and they can't seem to to make anything seriously stick. So yeah, keep keep going and uh, try and find a ball hawk. And that's why his yeah. perfect comparison is Josh Norman. He, he he could be Josh Norman, I think. I mean, yeah, I like Josh Jackson too. It's good that he's found um, found a career after Dawson's Creek um, for one. No, but seriously, he, he's he's a fan, he's a fantastic cornerback. He's my number one corner. I mean, he's he's a ball hawk. I think he's got it in him to be physical. I think he can play press. I think he needs some work in zone. But sort of definitely as a, as a little bit off man, he's fantastic. So you can do a variety of coverage. He's not an amazing tackler, but so many college quarterbacks aren't. And the important thing is, if he's got that sort of, he looks like he can get stronger and he looks like he can just be encouraged to be a bit more physical. And he's not far off. I think Jackson's going to be fantastic. And I think, yeah, I think he probably does end up in Green Bay. I think that's pretty likely. And I think that's very good for Green Bay. 
Now, pick number 15 and the Arizona Cardinals, and that's me. So, with the 15th pick in the NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select, looks at his big board, Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. Not a quarterback, you'll notice there, because they have former number one pick Sam Bradford, and that's good enough. That's not the reason. It's because I don't like any of them enough at this value, and I think what Arizona really, really lack is is offensive line, especially tackles. I mean, DJ Humphreys was actually okay-ish last year. Andre Smith is past it. They don't have anyone to protect a quarterback made of glass. And instead of getting a new quarterback in who will be broken, get someone in who can protect him. McGlinchey's a fantastic, you know, instant starter at left tackle. I mean, there's, there's going to be occasions where he's going to get beat, and I think by the most elite speed rushes or the, the maybe the most intelligent kind of spin move or swim move proponents. But he's pretty good. He's pretty physical from playing alongside Quentin Nelson um, on that Notre Dame O-line. I think he's... Probably a starter week one at right tackle. Probably a pretty good one at that. I think of um, I think of Ryan Ramchek. I think he's he's better than Ryan Ramchek was last year, who went at the end of the first because he's just got a bit more now, so he's got slightly better technique. I don't know that his ceiling is all pro. I mean, you look at other tackles that are being hyped, like Colton Miller, who are obviously more athletic but lacking in technique. Um, I think McGlinchey's going to be a really solid right tackle and then a really solid left tackle and is going to have a very long and very good career in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, looking at that, this is the first time I've really looked at the depth chart for the Arizona Cardinals for the season coming up and uh, seeing Andre Smith at right tackle is scary. As a Cincinnati Bengals fan, believe me, McGlinchey would be a good pick there. Um, I I like McGlinchey. I think he's going to be in the league for a very long time. He'll hold down one of those tackle spots. I think he could be a sneaky riser, and and if he goes top ten, it, it'll be a jump. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in the top ten te- takes that risk and really hammers home and, and gets a tackle for the next ten years. I mean, you're playing a division with the Forty ers Seahawks, and now the Rams. <laughs> I mean, those, those front sevens are unbelievable. Sam Bradford is is made of glass. I, I think the pick makes a lot of sense from, from Nick there. I think that's a good pick. Cool. Well, shall we um, finish off the first half of the first round in Baltimore? Rory? Uh, Yep. Uh, So pick 16 in the NFL Draft 2018. I'm going to run this one up. Uh, It's Calvin Ridley, wide receiver out of Alabama. Uh, Got a bit jittery there. I thought the Cardinals Cardinals might be looking at Ridley. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm pleased to get in there. Smooth route runner. I read a lot of stuff about Ridley before I actually watched it. I've seen, obviously seen him all the Alabama games and stuff like that, but when you actually dig into him and watch him, the, the quarterback play at Alabama wasn't great, um, and he, he will be a lot better at the next level. He's smooth, he disguises his routes. He, he's he's the best wide receiver, I think, by quite a bit. Um, it's I think it's probably his size and some of the measurables he posted um, at the Combine. Ridley, you know, the explosive side of it, that's not what his game's about. It's about the the, the route running. Um, and I think the Ravens still need help. I know they're, they're going out there and signing people, but you, you need a number one. And I think Ridley can be that guy. Like I like this pick. I like this pick. Um, 
all I'll say is um, Sam Monson from PFF, he had a breakdown of just how good and how intelligent a route runner Calvin Ridley is. And yeah, I mean, he's the best route runner in his draft and he's potentially a fantastic player if he can get that going in the NFL. Yeah, I think it ticks a position of need. Is an Alabama guy for Ozzy Newsom, which he loves. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, Calvin Ridley single-handedly got Jalen Hurts benched at halftime in the national championship game against Georgia. It was criminal how wide open he was and the ball wasn't getting to him. Uh, I think this this makes a lot of sense, although maybe if the Ravens wanted to look towards the future, they might take Josh Allen here, but who knows, the slide continues. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the other the other player that I was considering there that's worth a mention, uh, Harold Landry. I really like him, uh, and the Ravens are gonna need to find a successor to Terrell Suggs at some point. He cannot keep producing uh, the sacks up in Baltimore, so I think that could be a sneaky one to look for as well. Well, shall we run through picks nine through sixteen to remind you? So, pick nine was San Francisco 49ers drafted Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Pick that's a linebacker out of Virginia Tech. Pick 10, the Oakland Raiders taking Roquan Smith, linebacker Georgia. At 11, the Miami Dolphins drafted Vita Vea, defensive Boom. tackle Washington. At 12, the Buffalo Bills took Lamar Jackson, quarterback Boom. Louisville. At 13, Washington took Derwin James, safety Florida State. 14, Green Bay took Josh Jackson, cornerback Iowa. At 15, Arizona Cardinals drafted Mike McGlinchey, tackle Notre Dame. And 16, you just heard Calvin Ridley, um, drafted by the Baltimore Ravens, and he's a wide receiver out of Alabama. Well, um, that is... 16 picks down we're going to take a break now and you will get the second half of this pod up well whenever tom uploads it because that way it's nicely broken up you can hear picks 17 through 32 either later today or tomorrow we'll see um thanks for listening see you after the break thanks for listening be sure to check out the website at www.theinsidezone.com till next time